This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Seahawks performance, which we will talk about. Yeah. Tied tie first. <laughs> what? I mean, how bad were the Packers? Oh God, yeah, they were really bad. Aaron was really bad, especially in that second half. Like it was all bad. Uh, they made so many mistakes. They were getting on their hands and knees and begging the Lions to beat them, and uh, thankfully the uh, the Lions obliged. Um, yeah. I I gotta be real. Uh, after you know, realizing like the Lions are going to win. Seahawks are making the playoffs. Kind of a little emotional. Not going to lie. You know, I'm just going to be real. I'm going to be real about it. Cause like, you know what the, this one, you know, the, the Seahawks have made the playoffs a lot in the Pete Carroll era, but this one specifically means just a little bit more, I think, given everything that, that went into this season. Um, I'm just, I'm so happy for Pete Carroll and uh, Geno Smith and all these young guys and, you know, guys like Bruce Irvin uh, that are kind of like on a one last ride type of thing. Uh, just for, for everyone uh, that's been involved in this uh, incredibly fun season, which, you know, could have easily, you know, had no business being as fun as, as it's been. And uh, I'm just really grateful that we're going to be able to, uh, to extend this at least one week more. Uh, it's just, it's been a lot of fun. And so, uh, yeah, today was crazy. It was, it was nuts. And that game that the Seahawks played was awful. It was really, really ugly. And we'll get into all of that, but at the end of the day, this is, uh, this is really fun. Uh, and, uh, I, I couldn't be more proud to be a, a Seahawks fan tonight. Yeah. And you've got pictures on Seattle's Twitter of, Quandre Diggs, Ryan Neal eating together, watching the game, and Dal Taylor watching the game. I think that's Mike Jackson and Joey Blunt and Jonathan Abram watching the game. And just thinking of that mix of players, some of those guys like Abram brought in off the street with Seattle needing depth, with Ryan Neal getting hurt, obviously Jamal Adams being out for the season. You've got Mike Jackson, who no one thought would even be starting left cornerback, and he's managed to hold that spot down in the face of multiple guys competing for it. You know, he's making the playoffs. You got Quandre Diggs, who last this time last year, as you tweeted out, Ty, this time last year, he's carted off the field with a mm-hmm. what like an awful injury. And he's a veteran now. And you don't know how many times you're gonna make the playoffs again. And here we go. And they've made the playoffs. And Seattle will be playing in the 4 30 p.m. Eastern time, which is 1 30 p.m. Pacific time, uh Saturday slot at San Francisco, where they get the opportunity to play the 49ers again. Can they win three times in a row? Well, the team who's... The the example here is in 2007, the New York Giants got swept by the Dallas Cowboys in the regular season. They then went into the Dallas and they walked away with the W. So that's a good example. You say the the Giants? Yes. They won the Super Bowl that year too. 
Yes, they did. So I'm just saying. I'm just I'm just saying facts right now. So uh, I'm saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Seahawks are the um, per ESPN stats info tweeted out by Brady Henderson. The Seahawks. Uh, uh, there's only ten teams in the draft era, the common draft era since 1967, who have picked in the top five after making the playoffs. And it hasn't happened since the Jets in 2003. Of course, Seattle making the playoffs and yet having that top five pick, fifth overall, which I guess we can talk about, but that's a bit of a vibe killer. But still, top five, courtesy of the Denver Broncos. So So, so, such a, such, you know, wild circumstances then like such a rare rare opportunity um and that will really impact like how you want to use those resources considering that this never happens this never happens so yep and seattle is picking number 20 overall which it, it with their own pick which is still a pretty decent pick uh that yeah that probably puts them out of the the best the best two or three receivers, it probably puts them out of reach of like someone like Brian Branch. Um, yeah, beyond that, I need. But to then we- you know, if, if there's one guy Griff who they really wanted to trade up for in the mid round, if their ledge is disappearing, I'm sure they could you know give a pick up, uh, say like a day three or uh, not day three, round three, round four to move up just a little bit to to just av- mm. avoid missing out on that one dude. So. Right. Yeah. They're going to have options. And, you know, if, if number five, if the guy that they want doesn't fall to them or, or, you know, they feel good about a couple of guys they can trade down, collect more capital. And that just helps with more trade ups as well. So, you know, there, there are ways to, to cope with that. Um, you know, but of course, you know, friendship for now, at least ended with, uh, Jalen Carter and Jordan Addison is now my best friend. So. Yeah. And just a word for, Dan Campbell uh, and the Detroit Lions. According to Math Bomb, Kent Lee Platt, who does some great draft data, basically emphasizing you know how athletic guys are, measuring it with his relative athletic score. But he's also a Detroit fan, I think, or follows the team, covers the team. Mm. He says, with that win, Dan Campbell's increased the Lions' win total more than any head coach in team history from year one to year two. And only once in team history has the team increased their win total more than Dan Campbell did from any season to the next. And that was Monte Clark, who had Billy Sims. So, mm. unbelievable stuff from Dan Campbell. And that team played so, so hard. And there was, this, there was a moment where it was second and 17, you're like, oh no, this is, this is a problem. And then they come out of a hook and ladder play. They run the hook and ladder. They coached that game to win, and they won. And hey, what did I a... say on Wednesday? Right, I said the the this whole thing, like you know, where people are insinuating that they're just going to come out, they're not going to try all this stuff. It's silly, man. Yeah, dude, it's silly. Dan These Campbell? are professionals. It's Dan Campbell. He's so unhinged. Yeah. He is crap, yeah. dude. The he... hook and ladder. Are you serious in that moment? Yeah, <laughs> that's insane. That's insane. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. Campbell plays for his win-loss column on his Wikipedia page. He, he, he wants every win that he can get. And Dude, and he just outright said on the broadcast, like, yeah, we don't want those guys to go to, to advance. Like, yeah. what? Dude, hell yeah. And go and fit on the fourth down to just go and win the game right there. Ballsy, ballsy stuff. And they had the right play calls on the fourth downs as well. Brilliant, like, wide-open guys. 
Goff heaving it deep on a throwback <coughs> to James Williams. They have Williams. an awesome run game. They really do. I mean, Ben Johnson, man, he schemes it up. <coughs> He'd be a good head coach for Russell Wilson, in my opinion. Uh, just run, 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 and a bit of shots. But um, also, how about that from Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator? <coughs> of course, the guy, when Pete Carroll was head coach of the New York Jets, his first ever NFL draft pick was spent on Aaron Glenn. So a very cool crossover of Pete Carroll's former cornerback, 12th overall to the Jets, coming back, being the defensive coordinator for the Lions and allowing Seattle to have a shootout with them and Geno Smith to go off. And then coming in and scheming up the Packers, causing Rodgers real issues, getting real big on the old... Um, on the old pressure at the end of the game with the, the pick from uh, Kirby Joseph, where they, they call in cover one, but let everyone rush, basically. Anyone whose man stayed in, they rushed. So they ended up seven going at Rodgers. Caused the protection bust. Rodgers throws the pick. Just, I mean, and, and the officiating, like, there were some scary moments where you're like, uh, did Jameson Williams not get in there? Because he's down and gets up without being touched. And um, Jamal Williams was definitely in when he oh, yeah. the ball. Like what I was like, okay, that's a touchdown. Oh, he yeah. charged a bit more. That's a yeah. touchdown. Oh, it's a third effort. That's definitely a touchdown. Dude, and then it's like... the 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 Amon Ra St. Brown uh catch that ended up not getting ruled a, a catch. They said that it like hit the ground too much or whatever. Like that was Yeah, he caught that, that right. That that gets that stands ninety-five percent of the time. Yeah, like, and some of the defensive pass interference calls were dodgy. But at the end of the day, the refs did <clears> call <throat> some stuff on the Packers. I felt there could have been a rough in the pass, a penalty where there was, there was definitely two steps and a hit on Rodgers, I thought, and a few other things. So it was all fine in the end. It was all fine, and they, the Packers lost, most importantly. And now you've got Matt LaFleur getting questions in his press conference, like, hey, uh, are you still is Rodgers still the guy? Which, which the other... Brilliant part about uh, all of this is Seattle is like they were supported by pretty much all of the NFL other than Green Bay fans because everyone wants the Packers to lose. No one, no and one cares plus, we don't. Packers. Who wants to see another Packers 49ers playoff game? Who wants to see that? See that like almost every year now. I don't want that. No one wants that. By the way, first time Seahawks are playing the 49ers in the playoffs since. Since. Since the tip, since the tip, got oh, that, wow. guys. yeah. So there you go. There we go. All right, before we uh, before we keep on going here, I uh, Derek coming through with a 1999 wow, uh, super chat here saying the Seattle Seahawks are in the playoffs. Thank you so much, Derek. And thank yes, you, Derek. They are. Thank you, Derek. Really appreciate that, man. No, they are in the playoffs. You're right. Factually correct donations. We support them, especially. Oh. I know there's a, a lot of emotions, a lot to unpack. It's a complete 180 because that's that Seahawks game, guys, was was so so stressful and so weird and bad from the offense in the main, and yet they're going to San Francisco, and why not? Yeah, crazy. Uh, yeah, I mean, like this is kind of a. I I, I think this playoff game coming up on saturday is basically the uh culmination of this whole season just like you know probably not gonna go well but hey let's see what happens <laughs> so <laughs> we had nothing to lose yeah. at this point this is awesome yeah it's how this is gonna be at this point 
dude saturday can be really unhinged <laughs> like yeah why not uh, why, yeah, not? Right? Why, why not pull out all the stops let's just see what happens like, yeah yeah by the way who would they we, all right go ahead no go we'd ahead. be we we'd be remiss to to mention here that uh dad hat pete is uh one and oh right now so right i think That's he's right. worn that hat before is, he, seen, is, is it i've seen him move it a bit is it dad hat or on the run in the MCU film hat? Is he is it's he a, in disguise it's a, actually? It's, oh yeah, <laughs> it's kind of a Kevin Feige hat, Loki. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I hope well, we get an answer to that. Hmm. Why was he wearing a hat all of a sudden? Well, his um, he said he said something along the lines of early in the season to do with um, I think it was to do with wearing a different hat or maybe. Something well, he, something he was worried about, about he needed he'd been skin damage. His wife had said he'd been being stupid, yeah, yeah, but it, yeah, but it was a, it was that. a cloudy now. I know cloudy days can be a little they can be sneakily very, you know. I think it may have been you can a get sunburns, you can mm. get sunburns on a cloudy day, but or bad hair day. It's happened, yeah, that's what I wondered. Mm. Maybe, maybe you need to I trim. mean, e- either way, something's working because the skin is great. Oh, he's aging very yeah. well, yeah, and this will only have replenished his skin for sure i agree so amazingly the seahawks were zero and 13 over the last two seasons when trailing after three quarters before today so it's the first Hmm. time in a while that they've actually finished a game in the fourth quarter these are some great stats stat boy well you know know, griff came for the crown recently and i wasn't having that Mm. Mm. just just don't don't hold your breath there's there's more um yeah we'll get into this game but they they really put together two go-ahead drives you know in the same game so yeah true when it mattered most they came through which was really big um yeah so before we sort of get into the game i think it was a weird kind of press conference because we were stuck in a a situation where you know it was in limbo we didn't know whether the silks were going to make the playoffs or not and so there's an end of season feel to it, uh, but there's also an end of game feel um, and all that. So I think Pete said some stuff that, you know, ordinarily if they'd made the playoffs, you wouldn't have got those quotes. And he said that um, he called the Seahawks a championship team after today's game. He said uh, that they've made a culture and created a team that, you know, when he's, he's been around a lot of winning teams and he said this is exactly the mentality that we need moving forward to do some great stuff. Uh, this is a championship team. And he says they'll get opportunities to add to that and all, but he said the attitude's right and they just need to get a bit more experience, help themselves grow, be better executing in certain situations, but they're in a pretty good place right now, which that's huge. And I think that is, you know, there were definitely growing pains, both sides of the football. This playoff experience will serve them well too. It's hard yeah. not to get vibes from earlier teams of the Carroll regime. You can equate d- different moments to uh, different earlier moments, like, you know, the uh, 2012 team go- go- losing to Atlanta on the late field goal, uh, the uh, 2010 t- Beastquake game, you know, st- mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, even if they get their ass beat, like, they're, this is still valuable experience uh for a lot of these young guys to to be in a game like this and to be in a situation like this and learn like you know 
how to prepare for mo- you know for for games like this and all that and just you know the unique schedule uh that goes into uh, especially the you know the first couple of weeks of the postseason so uh yeah this is a really i mean this is just a very important thing for the future of this organization i believe and for a lot of these young guys 